morning. So today in our scriptures we have a, a number of different uh, readings that point to uh, our prophetic role, what it means to be a prophet. In, in the first reading from Deuteronomy, it talks about a prophet like me will the Lord your God raise up. This is Moses speaking. And he's talking about you know, this call of a prophet to announce, to be a mouthpiece for God. This is what being a prophet, in a nutshell, is you and I, all of us, by the virtue of our baptism, are invited into this role um, of being God's prophets in the world today, of, of speaking into our culture, speaking into our lives, and then letting also others be prophets to us. Because sometimes we're, you know, it's, it's, being a prophet to others, but it's also receiving the prophets that God sends up. And it could be as simple as someone speaking into your life. For example, you know, um, they have a small portion on their plate and you have a huge mound of food. And you might look at their plate and be like, maybe I shouldn't be eating as much, right? It could be something as simple as that, like you're looking at your health, like somebody's exercising and you're not, and you feel that conviction. And God might be saying to you, like, yeah, you need to do a little bit better and, and keep and take care of your temple. Little things like that. It could be a prophet, a word spoken into our life. Maybe about our prayer, for example. You, you have uh, 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 all this time throughout the week, you know, and you watch X amount of hours on TV or whatever. And God said, you know, why don't you give an hour to the Lord each week in adoration? See, this is prophet. And we, we all resist the prophet. Um, this is because of original sin. We have this tendency to resist God's invitation. Because it's, it's, it's part of going on to the cross. It's putting to death um, our vices, any areas of our life where we're, we're not allowing ourselves to reach our full potential, um, where we are maybe um, not allowing ourselves to experience the fullness, the great uh, uh, gift of who we are. Where we may be blocking ourselves from experiencing the best version of ourselves and who we are. So I'd like you to think about that. Who are the prophets in your life? You know, another thought, another example might be, uh, you know, sometimes we, uh, if, you, if you have kids, right, you, you can, they can play a zillion different sports and you're going crazy. Well, maybe someone needs to speak in your life, like, you know, maybe not playing 8,000 sports every year, but choose one or two, right? You know, make it a little more reasonable to manage your household, your family. But again, we get wrapped up into the world and we get pulled in and we get all this anxiety. And this is what Paul's talking about in the second reading. He says, I want you to be free from anxiety. And he says, the unmarried man's anxious about the things of the Lord. And then he says, the married man could be anxious about the things of the world and his wife and vice versa, the unmarried woman versus the married woman, and his point isn't that marriage is bad, he's saying it's challenging because you're going to be wrapped up in the world and it's going to be tempting to start becoming of the world. It's one thing to be in the world, it's another thing to start living of this world and basically start feeling that anxiety and start thinking too much about the future, too much about the past, and then you're so distracted from the Lord. And that's what, as priests, we call you into focusing back on the Lord. And I am a priest. 
I prophesy, I prophesy, I'm a prophet to you and help you as a prophet to bring you back to the Lord's table, to the, to the altar of sacrifice. Where you, you realize that all the things you go through all week long aren't in vain or a waste. If you choose, so choose it. What you go through through the week can actually be joined to the sacrifice of Christ and actually can be bringing graces to people all over the world. Or you can go through your week and just keep your stuff to yourself, not giving it to God. And then basically, no, no, no grace comes from it. It's just you toiling. You know, come to me, he says, you are laboring and burdened. I will give you rest. Jesus is resting on the cross. He's not anxious. He's in pain, but he's not anxious. He knows the Father's will. He's joining his life to the Father. And you and I are called to do the same. The, the role of the priest is to bridge those on earth to, those, to, to heaven. So a priest is a bridge bringing those on earth into the sanctuary, into the Holy of Holies, into heaven, by helping them unite their ups, their downs, their highs, their lows. This is, many of you know the morning offering, right? That's exactly what that prayer sums up. I give you my works, my prayers, my joys, my sufferings, my sorrows, in union with what? The Holy Mass celebrated throughout the world. Why? For the salvation of souls and the glory of God the Father. This is our mission. So I can be a prophet to you, and you're a prophet to me. That Father, don't forget, we're still not in heaven yet. You've got to come from, you've got to bring it down. You've got to bring it down to our earthly level. Because we are humans, we're not angels. You know, I don't see any wings in here yet. You know, so we, we're, we're, we, we, we are all called to live in that tension between earth and heaven. It's not easy. This is not an easy thing because, see, we're all easily wrapped up and pulled into this passing world at times. We all want heaven. We all want to be happy. If you want happiness, you want heaven. If you want joy, you want heaven. Because God is, 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 is in heaven and He wants to bring us from earth to heaven. Now you can start having that experience now. This is what He's saying. We need to have prophets. If today you hear His voice, harden not your heart. What's that mean? When you've got a prophet in your life, don't just let it go in one ear and out the other. Another scripture Jesus gives to kind of affirm this in the Gospels is the sowing of the seed. You know, some seed fell on the ground on the path and the birds came and ate it up quickly. You know, some seed was choked and it didn't take deep root because the sun scorched it. Or some was choked by the, uh, the uh, weeds, right? The thorns like, sucking the life from it. And, and this is what happens, right? If we hear words, or when you're in your prayer, for example, you might hear something here at Mass, or hear a song that God speaks to you. Another example, right, I always tell people is, when you're in your car, there's three stations I listen to. One is KBSS 102.7, which is Catholic station. You can learn a ton from that. Just when you're driving home or going somewhere, you'll be amazed at the teaching you can receive. Sometimes they'll play worship music and then Listen to Caleb 88.1 and the fish 100.7. Christian worship and praise. Again, creating an atmosphere of praise and thanks and worship. It's just like exercise. There's times where you just don't want to do it. And you have to choose to 
exercise your faith. Like getting up or coming to church sometimes. You just, maybe you're tired. You just don't feel like doing it. That's not the reason we should just, you know, not train. Because we're all in training here. We're all in training to be great prophets and to ultimately be saints. And so God's calling us today. He's calling us here to what? To be focused. He says here, I'm not telling you this for your own benefit, not to impose a restraint on you, but for the sake of what's proper and adherence to the Lord without distraction. Adherence to the Lord without distraction. Meaning don't let the world pull you in to the point where you miss the whole point of being a baptized son or daughter, which is to join earth to heaven. Now remember, when you and I join our sacrifices, our daily ups and downs, and prayer, when we live our morning offering, if you will, we join it all to the Lord, and we lay it on the altar, and we become a part of a huge mission. It's the mission of the Lamb of God. That takes, who takes away the sins of the world. So as you and I are going through our week, these are things to think about. Who's the prophet God puts in my life? Maybe speaking into my life about natural things or speaking into my life about supernatural things. And who am I called to be a prophet to? To bring others into that focus again on the Lord. You know, like at the beginning of Mass, we confess, right? Um, and all the ways we've given into unholy thoughts, words, and actions. Meaning we've not lived up to our prophetic calling. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, right? Forgive me, Jesus. And then finally in our gospel, we have this gospel, Mark chapter 1, where Jesus is dealing with this, he has, they see this authority in Christ. It says, the people were astonished at his teaching. Because see, Jesus didn't just talk to talk, he walked the walk, which is what we're called to be. Through the Holy Spirit, obviously, we can't do this on our own. It says he taught them as one having authority. You have authority. We have authority over our schedule every day. I have authority to decide whether I'm going to pray or whether I'm not. What I'm going to listen to, what I'm not. What I'm going to watch, what I'm not. I have authority. And that's powerful. My, my free will really does determine if I'm too preoccupied with the passing things of the world or if I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus. That doesn't mean we're going to not have distraction. That's life. But to, to, to know that I'm sharing the passion of Christ when I am distracted. Jesus, this is really hard. I'm having a hard time focusing. I joined this distraction to your sacrifice at the Mass celebrated somewhere at this moment around the world for somebody that's really in need. Take my distraction, Jesus, and make that soul uh, filled with your grace now, wherever they are. So Jesus has authority, and what's he doing? He's dealing with a man with an unclean spirit. We all have, at some degree, unclean spirits. We need to be delivered from evil. And by definition, evil is a lack of participation in good. The world can distract us to the point where we fail to participate in the ultimate good, which is God with us all the time. We know this intellectually that God's with us, but we don't allow our spirit to enjoy the presence of God. It's kind of like, 
How many of you have ever seen a, uh, you know, when sometimes you see a parent will be walking with their little kid, and they're walking so fast that little kids like, can't, can't, can't keep up. We can kind of be like that with our souls, like, come on, you got to go this way. Come on, you got to go that way. It should be our souls saying, hey, let's go this way. We, we drag our souls around rather than our souls leading us around. So it's, it's again, prioritizing, like, Holy Spirit, fill my soul with the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to know what choices I need to make to glorify the Father, okay, to enter in, to be delivered from an unclean spirit, okay? And he says, what does Jesus say to this unclean spirit? Quiet, come out of him. We all need to tell our, our souls need to tell, we need to be hurt, we need to hear that. Well, next time your mind or your, or your emotions or whatever it is is dragging your soul around, just say, in the name of Jesus, mind, I command you to be quiet now. <coughs> Try it. It works. I've done this many times. Father Mark and I talk about this all the time. There's authority. You have authority over your body to govern it. You have authority over your thought life, over your mind. In the name of Jesus, I command you, mind, to be still now. And you'll find that it quiet a bit. And then maybe perhaps it starts firing up again and you're like, in the name of Jesus, mind I command you to be still quiet now. Because see, the spirit of the world comes in and causes havoc. And, and, and just to close, you know, sometimes we have a physical manifestation of a poor spiritual life. Anxiety in the body is actually a spiritual manifestation. It's a manifestation in my body that my soul's not lined or focused properly with the one who can give me the peace and quiet I'm created for. If my, if my soul's focused in the wrong way, I'm so preoccupied, my, my body will start to carry that anxiety. Right? Many of you might have heard of psychosomatic, right? Where our minds actually create in our bodies. We have this in fleshing of what we're experiencing in our soul. And stress. Stress is actually, can obviously be felt in the body. All of us, maybe you carry your stress in different places in your body, but that's a manifestation in your body of that unclean spirit. We need to let the Lord deliver us from those unclean spirits that, 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 that hurt us, that harm us. So as we come to Mass today, we, we're all, look what direction you're focused. You're not facing each other, you're not facing others. You're facing the altar of God, the Holy of Holies. Reorient us back to the basics, back to the Lord's heart. So let's ask for these graces today as we celebrate God's mercy.